Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. You have to be by far one of the most enjoyable, <laughs> eccentric, <laughs> and funnest people to visit with. So thanks for bringing your energy and your story here. Oh, I'm just really happy to be here, JJ. Uh, love what you guys do at A&B and love the fact that you do these podcasts and let people tell their stories. Well, th thank you. And I, I feel like Children's Home Society, you guys do so many great things in the community and help out so many people. So I'd love to spotlight that a little bit more and have you visit about that. You so. bet. I would love to. It's my favorite topic. Perfect. <laughs> Children's Home Society. Here we come. <laughs> um, well, we've been around, you know, 128 years, just three years after South, Do South Dakota became a state. Oh we my became gosh. an orphanage. So I don't think there's a lot of businesses that have been around continuously operating, helping kids for 128 years. Not at all. Yeah, that's a milestone <laughs> to be proud of. 128 I, years. I know people are always surprised. And then in the 60s, really the whole country turned to more foster care than right. institutionalizing kiddos. Mm -hmm. But we literally had thousands of kids through our place since in the last, really, we stopped doing that in the 60s. Do you have an mm -hmm. estimate number on how many kids or families have gone through their program since your organization was established? That is such a great question. I know, we, I know we've had multiple thousands uh, for the adoption program, and then, my gosh, well, every year I know we help 30,000 people in one way or another, whether it's through the shelter or education programs or adoption, foster care, and residential treatment. That is a good number. Someday I am going to find that. In fact, we still have people that come to our administration building on Sycamore saying, I think my uncle or my dad was adopted through here, and we have all the original records. And it's emotional to go back and oh, check that imagine. and help them see where their life was. In fact, mm -hmm. this year our board chair, Laura Johnson, um, she was adopted. She's coming in as our board chair September 30th. Very cool. It's the first time that we've had somebody that was actually adopted. She was with us until she was six years old. And she and her sister tell just an amazing story, uh, how they came to be there and then how mm -hmm. they were adopted. And she's, you know, both had wonderful lives. That is very cool, though. Like yeah. 30,000 people that your organization has helped or assisted or aided throughout the year. In every county in South Dakota and surrounding states as well. So a lot of people think Children's Home is just the Hills or Sioux Falls, but actually we've had kids from every single county of South Dakota. When, when people think of Children's Home Society, I bet they think about a bunch of different services that you guys offer. Yeah. Can you go a little bit more in detail who you guys are, what you guys do, and how you impact folks? You bet. I sure can, JJ. Um, that is one of our critical initiatives this year is to make sure that people understand the depth of the brand. So Children's Home Society really has six different programs. And I know one thing we're going to talk about in a bit is Children's Home, or excuse me, Children's Inn, which is our domestic violence mm -hmm. shelter, mm -hmm. because we have a big campaign about that. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience about that because it's very important but really our primary service is residential treatment so it's cycle it's uh, psychiatric residential treatment for kiddos aged 4 to 14 okay. so here in Sioux Falls we have 62 kids plus another 26 day school kids who just aren't being successful in the classroom mm -hmm. and they just come for the school day and then go home 
Uh, and then in the hills, we have another 36 kiddos um, that actually live there. So the average length of stay is about 18 months. And about 50% of the population is really removed from their family because of abuse or neglect mm -hmm. uh, in their current living situation. And then there's a number that come from loving homes. And the kiddos just have some pretty significant behavioral and mental health issues that they need help with. So they come to us. Sure. They go through tremendous therapy, both the families as well as the kids. And so um, a lot of times, you know, they're reunited with their family. But in the meantime, we've done a lot to help them get back to a place of health. Um, so about 90% of the kids leave us and either go back to their family or we found them some foster or adoptive care. So residential treatment is a big part. Mm -hmm. It's Medicaid. And then, of course, the foster care and adoption programs are really important to us. Big shout out to folks who are thinking about being foster parents because South Dakota has a shortage, especially in the western part of our state, where kids really need loving homes to go to. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And then besides the uh, adoption and foster care, we also run something called the CAC, and it's the Child Advocacy Center. It's very unique, and it's just in the hills. And so if a kiddo is suspected of being abused or sexually abused or traumatized in some way, mm -hmm. or the police are involved, okay. they come to us and we do forensic interviews. And so the child only has to repeat that story once, and there are three forensic interviewers out there that know exactly how to get get the kid to talk and tell the truth sure. and then oftentimes we'll go to court and actually testify on their behalf but the police are involved in that service as well okay. and then um, we also have a program where we go out and do community education about no more abuse uh, what abuse does to people from the trauma perspective and you know how to stop that so we we're in the prevention business we're in the treatment business and and we're really uh, in the healing business you definitely are, and I, I, I like how you mentioned it. It's all an umbrella, and yeah. I feel like there's different sectors that you can help or assist or impact these families, these kids' lives, you know, throughout a young age all the way to growing up. Because Absolutely. Because you need someone to guide them and assist and help, and depending on whatever their um, life background was with their family, sometimes you just need assistance and it's okay to ask for assistance absolutely because we learn <laughs> it's true it's you true know, going through trials tribulations and making mistakes but on having someone that's been there or gone through that that makes it so much easier you know so. one thing we talk about is you know we talk about it's a place for hope and that's because of being able to handle the trauma being experts in trauma i mean truthfully we really are leading the movement in South Dakota to help people with trauma because trauma impacts your lives in so many ways. Some people think you can just bury it and put it away, but it, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. It actually shortens your lifespan. It, um, it, it causes physical, like heart disease and all kinds of other physical. Uh, so we do something called ACEs. It's a kind of a 10-point question about um, adverse childhood experiences. You know, were you abused? Did you see abuse in your home? Mm -hmm. Was there food insecurity, um, drug or alcohol? And a lot of most of our kids have six out of ten when they come into our residential treatment. Mm -hmm. We had a child a couple of weeks ago that had ten, and you just wonder how you're able to still get up and keep moving. Yeah, I mean, there's something about resilience, resilience and God yeah. bless them that they have that kind of resilience, but you have to work through those things. Right. So now that I know about these ACEs, it's just, it's amazing to find out that 
so many people don't know about that. So mm -hmm. we're really trying to spread that word. And all of our new employees are going through just taking the test just to say, here's the kind of kiddos that you're working with. And you can't change that. You can't change your past. Right. But you have to recognize uh, recognize it for what it is and how it impacts you in the future. Absolutely. And I like what you mentioned there. Because when I do think about Children's Home Society, I think that's a place where hope lives. Yes. So this is where I'm going to transition my question to you. Yeah. Can you visit about how your organization empowers children, adults, families to be resilient, safe, healthy, and strong? Absolutely. In so many different ways. That word resiliency is so, so important. It's huge. Oh, some of our residential treatment leaders today were showing me that they had asked kiddos, what, um, what will they remember when they leave here? And the biggest one is... They made me feel safe. It was right. about safe. And it, so many of us just take that as just the fundamentals of feeling safe, mm -hmm. you know, both physically and psychologically. So I think that, you know, that is one way we let kids go through the experience and kind of draw out what it is we need to know about their past and then help with the families. So sometimes it's hard to get families to come in for therapy life is hard life is busy and for a lot of these kiddos it's sometimes pretty dysfunctional too mm -hmm. or the kiddos that really are don't have a place to, they don't they're in between foster families so they talk a lot about their um, their forever homes yes. i mean a lot of times it breaks your heart and but sometimes there's a little girl that i am crazy about and she told me the other day that she's got a forever home we have a program called Wendy's Wonderful Kids, which is run, it's the Dave Thomas Foundation oh, from yeah. Wendy's Hamburgers. Mm -hmm. And he has this special program, and we actually are the designated agency in South Dakota for Wendy's Wonderful Kids. And these are the hardest to adopt kids there are. So they're kids either that have a disability or they're multiples or there's all kinds of reasons they're hard to adopt. And mm -hmm. this little girl was in that pool. No family could take her. And after months of searching, we found a family in California that's going to adopt her. And she told me, I found my forever family. Mom flew out and spent the weekend, and then she's going home in October. So I think there's so many different ways. I mean, in our shelter, for example, I mean, these are women, mostly women. We do have men. Mm -hmm. And in our new facility, we'll have a wing for men okay. um, that really are in a terrible situation, and they have to leave immediately. It's emergency. Mm -hmm. Most of them come to us with the clothes on their back. Uh, so you should see, <laughs> you should see if you ever come and take a tour, there's a room that it looks like a major store because we have from infant all the way up every kind of clothes uh, that, that you is, can imagine. <laughs> that is great, though, that you guys offered that for them to Absolutely. have something to come in, change, and Abs have something of their own. So. Yeah, that that's a big one. And plus, our shelter offers, I mean, besides, of course, we do three meals a day and snacks. We'll drive your kids to school. Because uh, that's a stability for the kids. Yeah, Stay in school if you can. Uh, we help find jobs for women. Uh, and also get a restraining order if they need to have a restraining order. Sure. And help them get an apartment. So there's so, I mean, you're doing everything and you're offering therapy. Um, which is unusual in a shelter to offer intensive therapy and parenting classes. So it is, uh, we have about 1,400 women and kids that come through every year. What yeah. don't you guys do? That that <laughs> just really warmed my heart. And everything that you just mentioned there is just like, geez, that was a gamut of everything. We, we can help with adoption. We can foster. We can put Absolutely. clothes on you. We can bring you in. We can help you find a job. 
so on and so Absolutely. forth. Absolutely. We do kind of that whole continuum of care. That's what we call it. In the, probably where it stops short, and that's where like a place like Avera or any of the behavioral health inpatient acute um, services, you know, where you have to go in and really get stabilized. But a lot of our kiddos do come from Avera because by the time you get to us, you've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Residential inpatient behavioral health uh, therapy, and you're living there, you've probably had a bunch of things that you failed at in terms of trying to get on yeah. top of all the issues. Um, but it is a place where uh, we're measuring outcomes to see, did we help fix the biggest reason that they came in? And yeah. I'm really proud of, I'm really proud of everything that they do for our outcomes are stellar in every of the business lines that we offer, the services that we offer. Mm -hmm. So we're just, it's, it's just such a unique place, JJ. I have to tell you, I've been there two years, and um, I think it's the best job I've ever had, which is the closest thing to my heart. And because you see the mission in action every right. single day. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what we talked about prior to is like mission, vision, values. And mm -hmm. I, I think both of our hearts is really close to the children and giving back to them. And everyone has a story. We go through trials and tribulations, and the cards may have not been dealt the way we would want them. Absolutely. But going back to what you said, resiliency, never quit, having to support what Children's Home does, and then seeing these adults, these kids, never give up and keep striving to better themselves, to get mm -hmm. on their feet, to find a family, find a job, wh whatever that goal is, keep keep going. Oh, my gosh. It, well, that gets me so motivated and so excited to see that. And just hearing the success stories, oh, it just, that's the reason why we live on this planet and do what we do. Isn't it true, though? You, yeah. You've so defined one of our core values, and that's tenacity. Tenacity. Be tenacious. You see our staff, they will do anything to help a kiddo or their family. Anything. I mean, just tremendous tenacity, but also better together, that, mm -hmm. we're, that we are really, really better together. That's one of our other core values because we have to work across the continuum in a pretty complex, these are complex organizations, and the payer sources are challenging. For yeah. Children's Inn, for example, there is no payer source. The state doesn't provide money. We do get some federal grants, but sure. we have to fundraise for 70% of the $4.1 million budget. Oh, my so, gosh. So, I mean, that catches your attention each and every year, each and every year. Uh, and on the behavior or on the inpatient side, um, we have, we're always about 14, 15% under what we receive from Medicaid dollars. So, again, our budget of every year, about 28% of our entire budget has to be fundraised. So you have to be fundraising ninjas. <laughs> you just kind of maybe led me to where I was going. Yeah. How do you guys go about fundraising? Like what's some of the big events that you oh, guys yeah. do at Children's Home Society? I bet there's some fun ones in there. So. Yeah, and because of COVID, things looked a little bit different. Right. But our stellar event has been caring for the kids, and it's a variety of things. It was a major seniors golf event. I don't know if you ever went at Minnehaha Country Club. Oh, for, I don't know, the past 15 years. Not no. I, I love golfing, but yeah. I'm not very good. If you ask anybody, the majority of my balls are maybe on the highway or in trees or well, other that, places. That was a big one. And since I've been there, we haven't been able to do it. Uh, so we replaced it with something else. But okay. we also um, would do a big event at the convention center and have a lot of people there. And that's how we introduced them to Children's Home, because we'd bring the kids. The kids would sing. The kids would be on stage. Oh, my oh gosh. My gosh. 
And I mean, that's really how you get to people's heart and they really be able to see the mission. Mm -hmm. So that, that's been a stellar one. So this last year, Kello did a, a half hour TV special where it was like a call in. So we did all these different pieces and told all these stories and we still did very well. Last year we raised about $400,000. Uh, this year it was just a little bit under that. Um, and then we have big art auctions in the hills, um, the John Crane art event, which is coming up on October 1st. I love John Crane, and his oh. artwork is just incredible and unbelievable. Oh, he's, he's awesome. Isn't he, he amazing? Does. He is amazing. Oh, yeah. We were at his home in Mystic just two weekends ago because he hosts a dinner for all of our big donors as part of the John Crane auction. Oh, they, he does. They buy this. He has the most unique house, It's and he built it with his own hands. It is marvelous. Really? It is just beautiful. So there's so many people that do so many things for children's home. I mean, we have somebody that gives pajamas every Christmas Eve. So the kids have a brand new pair of pajamas mm -hmm. and somebody else who does hand sews a blanket with the kid's name on it. So when they wake up on Christmas morning, they have that. I mean, and then somebody else at the shelter, when those women leave there, they have a beautiful blanket to take with them. So it always reminds them of their stay there. So. Mm. There's all these things that we do, but right now I have to say we are in, we've done a ton of special events. I think we have six or seven signature events besides all the mailings we do and, and um, annual appeals. But this one's the big one, and we're raising $12 million to build a new children's inn. That's exciting. Yeah. So that is super exciting. We're, we're into it. I mean, we started in May with the groundbreaking, and um, if you ever want to look, we have a webcam, so you can just go to our <laughs> website and you can watch the construction. There's a big hole over there on uh, 10th Street, and right on the, on the campus, the um, what was the School of Death, and mm -hmm. it is now the Empowerment Campus. We're right next door. Furniture Mission will be right next to us, so it's sort of a one-stop shop for different services but this is going to be beautiful right be now nice. we have a 40 bed facility and we're going to 96 Woo. which is hard because yeah. with the growth of our community and all the good things that happen in sioux falls unfortunately some of these things happen too so you have to plan for yeah. a place for kids to go and a place for 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 uh, both men and women to come to when they're in a domestic violence mm -hmm. situation um and you touched on it just a little bit yeah um, on the endowment campaign for the children's in, mm -hmm. what, what, what will that provide for our community mm -hmm. and how can people get involved in that? Oh my gosh. Um, we have, you know, have been talking to our biggest donors and, um, I think we're, I don't want to say it, our development director would kill me, but <laughs> we're well through the twos, almost $3 million, I think. But Denny Sanford yeah. provided the lead gift, which was an amazing gift to us. He provided $11 million plus oh, another amazing. five for the increased operating expenses. Moving from 40 bed to a 96 bed, it really added to the budget, right? I and can and yeah. the square footage is, is much larger, but it's much, much more flexible. So we're really building for not just for the next couple of years, but way out because we've done, it turns out that you need so many beds based on population of 100,000. Mm -hmm. So we know what that what those needs are going to be so for the next 20 and 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. Plus we built it so we could add on. So we'll right now we are 280 nights a year we're oversubscribed. So that means that we never turn anybody away. Um, a few years ago we were in the 79 people and 80 people that meant people were sleeping on mattresses on the floor, on the sofas and that's when we came to that critical point of 
this is no longer sustainable. Right. And it's, you know, it's been around. The facility was getting worn. Yeah. Um, but we would say to the police, you know, what would you do if somebody's knocking at your door and they're in hot pursuit from an abuser? Mm -hmm. We would never tell them they couldn't come. So that's why when Denny A. Sanford asked us, what are your biggest needs? That was one, is mm -hmm. that we had to expand it. And we would have never, there's no payer source. We wouldn't have been able to. And then the other was workforce development. We have uh, $44 million, which is extraordinary as a gift that we can put towards salary and benefits and total rewards because these jobs are really hard. So back in January, we were able to, we were able to give very substantial raises Great. thanks to his dollars. Yeah. And our turnover has just dropped from about 70% to 10% on those frontline positions. Good it's you, extraordinary. Right? We are we are over the moon, uh, really over the moon about that. But I know your question was really, what's it going to do for the community? It's going to allow us to have a place, to have a place that's appropriate for so many more people that need to go into shelter for a long time to right. come, and then to have a shelter for men because men do also have domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So we have a separate wing that will be that will be available for men, and they'd have all the services that anybody would have. That would be mm -hmm. great. And one thing I love being in the Sioux Falls community is just seeing nonprofits like yourself thinking outside the box and oh, providing yeah. facilities and things of this nature to mm -hmm. help our community to get them on the right path, but to be a safe place if, if it's through a tragic time and everything. Oh, yeah, for them to feel to safe. Feel and, safe. And, and to let other people know that they can get involved too, um, even in a small way. Um, I think it was somebody on the marketing team came up with this idea. One of the walls is going to be made of stone, field stone. And so we thought, how about if we ask all these farmers? You know how farmers have all these rocks they that you've had to pick? Take the pick? rocks all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've been, we've done a bunch of posts about, hey, if you have rocks, we'll come out and pick them up, and that will be part of our stone wall. So that's happening um, actually this weekend on the 18th and 19th. Oh, cool. I know. So if anybody wants to come and help us pick rocks, right? So <laughs> we'll pick them up there, um, and then we'll, we'll put them on the site. Um, Walt Bones, who was former Secretary of Ag and a very large fa a farmer here, mm -hmm. when I called him, he said, you know what? I've got, I do have five tons of rock. Michelle, you can come by and get them. So we are bringing a group by, and then a whole team of Augustana athletes are going to be there to help them unload it, to oh, pick it up man. and unload. Isn't that awesome? Go go Vikings. I know. Yeah. Woo! It's called Rock the Inn. Isn't Ro that fun? Rock the Inn. Rock the Inn. <laughs> Ties in right into the children's inn. Love Isn't that smart? That is smart. <laughs> and you guys have great people there. <laughs> but that is one way that people can get involved, and, you know, certainly the financial um, gifts are so welcome on our website, of course, you know, childrenshomesociety.org. There's all kinds of places you could donate to the Children's Inn okay. or to any of our programs. So if something really appeals to you, I think Rick told me we have 86 different funds. Like some people just love to buy all the kids the Christmas gifts. I mean, yeah. honestly, by now, by the end of this month, every kid's gift wish will have been taken by somebody because they love and kids get some that is awesome cool. Christmas gifts. I, they, and then they come through and... Be a, they are, they're able to also pick gifts for their own family mm. members. So it's called Georgetown. We had a donor who said, these kids want to give too. Yeah, they do. So they turn the, the whole, we turn the whole conference room into like a store, and the kiddo gets to come in with his list and oh choose what he wants to give. And then 
We have members of the board and volunteers there that wrap it beautifully, put a card on it, and put them in big bags. So Sweet. I know, isn't that fun? That's that one is of, super fun. I know, and it's so personal, you know? That is personal. Or, or people like to endow our, our art, and our music programs are permanently endowed. It's a luxury to have art and music and gym. Mm-hmm. But these kiddos have all of that. So actually, sometimes they have... Um, they say this is some of the mo- the best times that they've had. I can believe it, and yeah. that, that's a cool thing. Seeing these people bless others, like the oh. kids, for their Christmas gifts, but having the kids go pe- pick out a gift for for their family and for their loved ones and everything. Oh my gosh, you, you're! Oh. I feel like you're giving back. Circle circle of life right there. It's, it's absolutely true. It is so much fun to watch them. And it is so fun to just hear to hear all of their stories. Uh, now that I've been there long enough, they know you, and they come and give you a hug and mm-hmm. talk about what they're doing yeah. and what they want to do next. The kids do the tour, so if anybody would ever want to come for a tour, it is a blast. We had a little girl that gave a tour just the other day, and she said um, she started talking about all the holidays we celebrate, and she said, oh, but we're not doing Hanukkah because we don't do fire. <laughs> <laughs> so she associated with the candles of Hanukkah, which we just, you never know what they're going to say. <laughs> no, you never know. But, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about this when we yeah. were just talking about gifts for Christmas. Um, my wife's family, they're farmers in Minnesota oh. and everything. And I think she was nine or 10 years old. She tells me this story. That, uh, they got hit by a tornado and all her dad's um, crops and everything were damaged. So they, oh. they couldn't. Uh, have a Christmas there, but there was a, chur- a few churches that put all their money together, and that all the families. I think I'm probably getting this number wrong. I think it was like 50, 100 families that were going to have a Christmas just d- due to the oh my word devastation so of the tornado. And she just remembered. She's like, we had more gifts than ever before that you can think about uh, behind or underneath the Christmas tree. We had a bike, we had this, a doll, and so on and so forth. And then that's kind of what I think about the Children's Home Society is because the older we get and everything, we probably have more than we can ever want in life and everything. I'm very blessed and very lucky to have those. But just seeing the reactions on giving back to those kids or people or just whatever it is or Mm -hmm. organizations just goes so much further than you can ever imagine. And it just makes you realize um, about the mission and where your heart's at. We have folks for years, every kiddo gets a new bike at Christmas. Because mm. you think about that. You mentioned that just a moment ago. I mean, yeah. the bike under the tree. So you should see how many bikes we have. <laughs> and it's every year. And unfortunately, sometimes kids can't take them with them oh, really? when they leave us because they're wherever they live. Yeah. But s- come by sometime. We have hundreds of bicycles. All right. You let me know. <laughs> I will come by. I just want to see the, I just want to see the people's reaction more oh, than anything. Oh, it's just wonderful. And we had a company that said, "Hey, if we made these bikes kind of as team building, could we give them to you?" I mean, people are so, I am stunned at the generosity yeah. of people to Children's Home Society in just so many ways. It's a blast. Um, the folks that own Red Rock, uh, they do. They've, they've raised $100,000 for us. Oh, my God. So, you know, they're, they're a motorcycle place. Do you yeah. know it? I mean, yeah, it's a I blast. It yep. I got to go the other night, and they, they did a big raffle, raffled off a motorcycle, and then That's had a cool. cash raffle. And we get 
50% of the proceeds for that. So, That's I sweet. mean, isn't that great? That is great. Every day somebody's doing something for us that we don't even know. Like, um, is it Tommy Jacks? Tommy Jacks, yeah. Just right down by the Ace yeah. and Bin 201. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They do a huge, like, meat raffle. And, I mean, you'll see people in our lobby with cash. And they're just providing all this cash to us because they know that we can use it in so many ways. So sometimes people don't really care what it goes for, mm -hmm. just like undesignated use it how you want it. And then other times people are really, really specific, like like with the children's and the right. people that give to children's in have a really har uh, big heart for for really women's issues yeah. where there's no place else to go. Um, there we also have beds for abused and neglected kids that need an emergency stay, like just got taken away right that moment and there was no place to send them. There was no foster homes that could take them and they needed placement. So we have eight beds for that and that's kind of a separate wing okay. of the children's in. So we take moms that bring their kids, but then we also have a service where kids are dropped off and typically the police are involved in mm -hmm. that one. And that's those are those are tough jobs. Those are tough. Yeah. Because the kiddos, I mean a lot of times they don't want to be there and it's usually something that's happened that's abrupt. So these people are just the people at Children's Inn in particular in our business. They are, I always say they're adrenaline junkies because they know what's coming in. Wait, they're waiting for what comes in next, yeah. and they adapt to it. And talk about being t better together, which is one of our other core values. I mean, they just exemplify and show that tenacity to do whatever it takes to get somebody in a stable circumstance. And being prepared for those people or that situation that will come in the door and taking care of them and helping them out just for if it's 24 hours or whatever that time frame is. Absolutely. Just being there and being there together. Absolutely. That's what people need. Oh, my gosh. So much more successful when you're together with a team and everything compared to being um, se separated by yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, one, one of my close friends, uh, she's uh, – a coach here in town and when i first moved here sorry i'm colorado boy not oh, yeah. from not, not from the midwest <laughs> and she's like jj do you know why the buffalo uh go straight into the storm together and i'm always like i don't know why why would they go why would they go in to the storm and she's like because they're they're gonna face it forward and everything they're is, gonna is face it on. Yeah, it is true. Instead of running away and everything, she. Oh my and I, gosh! And I was like, you know what? That is great because as a family, as a team, no matter what you do, personal, professional, life, if you're together and everything, you're gonna make it so much easier compared to making it harder. And I, that really resonates with oh, me. Oh, me too. That's our that's our mascot in the hills, the bison. The, the bison. There. The there kids just chose that. I am gonna I'm gonna make sure that I tell everybody. I didn't realize that that buffalo did that. Mm -hmm. You you can oh. Google and look at it. It Whoa. is it is true. And they go into the storm and everything <laughs> compared like to perfect. retreating. And I think the other animal that they um, compare the bison towards is I, th I think it's cows or horses. Mm -hmm. They they run away. They retreat. And then the bison's are the ones that face Just it straight on. plow right in. Oh, that's perfect. That's the better together value. Mm -hmm. And that's perfect for our mascot. Thank you for telling me that. You're very welcome. <laughs> I could get a little credit on the, your shirts or any logo. That would be great. No, I'm just kidding. Provided by JJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no. I, I can't take any of the ownership because I was told by someone else on that. But, that's um, great. Um, one of my 
Before I even go to my yeah. last question, yeah. how can people get involved, volunteer with oh the my Children's gosh. Film Society? We have a wonderful volunteer coordinator and a volunteer website that you can just go out there onto the website and you could find the name or you could just, um, there's a place to sign up to be a volunteer. Okay. Yes, and we love to have volunteers. We love to, our kids love, we call them big buddies. And, you know, just having somebody that comes out and just letting the, letting one of the kids read to you or going out and hitting the ball together. I mean, we've got a young man that comes in. These kids look forward so much to have that one-on-one -on -one time because that's what they crave yeah. is that kind of attention, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I mentioned the Augustana, um, the Athletic Association approached us to say, we want to partner with you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we thought of all the things they could do, you know, from yeah. field days to individual things mm -hmm. like reading day, or uh, they, they were just coming up with five or six things that they could do every single month and all the different sports. In fact, they're going to come and rock the inn on Saturday. I think we've got a bunch of members of the swimming team, but they have 30, they have 30 different sports and almost 600 of their students are a college athlete, which I thought was extraordinary, that really. Is extraordinary. But we are we are so excited to have them. But we have all different ages of folks that come in and volunteer for us, whether it's wrapping, you know, doing the gift wrapping, or making blankets, or um, really doing just spending that one-on-one -on -one time is wonderful. So come on out they could go on your website volunteer yep. visit with your coordinator and yep. the one thing i like too is yeah. just like playing catch with someone or just having them read to you and oh. just enjoy those some of my fondest memories as a child was just some of the smallest things you know you you played till it got dark outside and then you ran home you know it's so on and so forth absolutely or going for a bike ride with them Love you know oh of course the volunteers as you would imagine were very um we're required, of course, through our licensing requirements. You know, you're fingerprinted, you're checked out. I mean, <laughs> before you come and work mm -hmm. with the kids, you've gone through quite a quite a process, and that usually takes a couple of weeks. Okay. But um, boy, it's really worthy. And, and then the children's in also needs volunteers from, oh my gosh, and donations of diapers. You should see. I think there's garages full of every size of diaper <laughs> for that these kiddos. I mean. We are so blessed that people want to give to us. It is fantastic. And just God bless all those people that do that oh, and have I that know. inside their heart to give back to the community and to the kids and whatever that need is because more and more people, we, we need those people. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. The mission is at the heart, and that's why people come to work with us. That is such mm -hmm. a joy. It's unlike any place I've been. I mean, they're there because they really do want to help people in the biggest possible way. Yeah. And they're hard jobs, but they're important jobs. And they do make a difference in the life of the kids and the women. Pe people care. I know. People really do care. And that's one thing I, I've learned when I moved to the Midwest. People in this state, especially mm -hmm. South Dakota, and, and even Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, if you ask people, can you help me with something? Majority of people will. It's and true. They'll, and they'll be able to connect you. Oh, you want to get this done and everything? Go talk to my buddy, Joe. He owns this restaurant or store. He can get you taken care of. And it's just, yeah, coming together as a community. It's the Midwestern values. It Don't is. you see that? I mean, mm -hmm. I've lived a lot of different places, too. But you, you really see it here. And I think it's because people came from hard work. Yeah. Right? They right. came from hard work, and they also have strong values. They do. 
Um, my final question. Yeah. If families have considered on adopting and fostering children, can the Children's Home Society assist with this? Yeah, absolutely. We do something even uh, called therapeutic foster care. So these are really, we really need families. We've got kids that want to go into therapeutic foster care. Therapeutic foster care is a higher level mm -hmm. of fostering. So the kiddo might still have a lot of behavioral issues, but they don't need to be institutionalized. So that is something really important to us. And everywhere on our website, you could read about it. And if you wanted to come in the program, we have such a need for parents to come into this program. So, I mean, this is an absolute plea. That's probably our biggest need right now is having more foster parents and then the adoption services mm -hmm. as well. Um, but both of those um, are at childrenshomesociety.org and it shows all the programs. And if you want to be involved or become that, we help you go through the process. And then we even help you afterwards uh, once you do uh, either adopt or have a foster child sometimes it's not so yeah, easy right. you need people to talk to you need therapists you yeah. need you need that ongoing service to kind of wrap around you and help you get through those rough spots so um, we would just love it and if anybody even wanted to come and talk with me I'll hook them up to the right folks beautiful <laughs> I, I, I know who to get connected with so you'd put our website on and our phone number. We definitely will. Awesome. Yeah, That's so awesome. Thank you, JJ. You're very welcome. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. our producer and everything. He Perfect. he's a creative guy behind that. He'll he'll hook <laughs> us up. He'll make he'll make it look good. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on. You more, bet. more than anything. Um, what you guys are doing at Children's Home our Home Society is inspiring. You guys are giving back to the community and providing so many great services. Keep doing what you're doing and you're always a pleasure to visit with. Oh, thank you so much, JJ, and thank you so much for letting me tell the story of Children's Home. Not a problem, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. You too.